Hello, strangers on the internet. Welcome back to Nitwick, the podcast about friends, video games, and smooth mahogany cabinets. We're waking up after a long, long, long winter's nap, and the first thing we want to do is talk about some goddamn video games. My name is Andrew, or Drew, usually Drew. I'm Adam. And I am Zach. And this week's topic is all about our predictions from 2019 about what 2020 was going to be. <laughs> and Adam has done a fantastic job, as he does every year, of going through our old predictions list and putting together a couple of choice quotes and hopes and dreams that we had. And we get to see how right or wrong we were. So let's do that, huh? And let me tell you, we were pretty off the ball in 2020. Uh, I, I'm so excited I, for this episode. You have no idea. So when we were when we were getting ready for this episode, uh, it has been a while since we've done one. We I think this is our first episode of 2021. It is. It is, yes. We were thinking, hey, we really want to do the, the 2020 retrospective one because, oh my God, how bad could it have been? So I have a couple of choice quotes. As I listened through, I was trying to figure out, hey, what would really capture the spirit of it? And I have one from each of us. Hmm. This was quotes about 2020. Uh, oh, here. So I'll read this a little bit. So fun fact, we did our 2020 predictions. Uh, when we did our 2020 predictions, we released that episode on January 11th, 2020. Hmm. Uh, a lot of our a lot of our hopes and plans uh, were kind of messed up with the COVID-19 pandemic. And we've talked about that uh, a bit on some of our other episodes. Mm, uh, but it was worth mentioning again just how fucking weird 2020 was and it led in with these quotes here's a quote from Zach I'm ready for 2020 to be a waiting period mm. a, a, a period <laughs> of a period of you know kind of just chilling out staying calm playing games mm. and I wrote down another Called finger of a monkey's it. paw curls <laughs> Drew your choice quote I found was, I think 2020 will be a unique year in many ways. Here's hoping it's great and it works out fine. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. Abandon all hope, ye who enter here. And for mine, it was, how many times in the year 2020 do you think you will hear the phrase, hindsight is 2020? <laughs> and let me tell you, it was a lot. <laughs> Just not in the way you were hoping, right? Little no, little twist oh on it. God. So, so boys, I think we could all agree, 2020 was a weird year. Yeah. Like, oh God. Yeah. No not just in games, but like, <laughs> but in like a fucking everything, guy. like, just how we do, like how we hang out, how we do business stuff. It was, it was kind of wild. Yeah. I. Oh uh, yeah. I'm sure everyone has lots and lots. I'm just very interested in in what our thoughts were for games because the industry itself got really messed up too, you know. Like oh we, yeah, it did. we had console releases, we had uh, pushbacks. Um, you know, I'm sure mm. we'll get to all of it. I can I just <laughs> yeah. Can I just say I was right. This was a waiting period. <laughs> you were. You were the most <laughs> right of all of us. Drew was also right. It was unique in many ways. Fuck you both. <laughs> I don't think 2020, I think 2020 was like the first year of like, I'd like to go back to normal, please. No more oh, of this. Man. I have had enough. Well, okay. So the three years previously, the general political situation had a lot of people feeling that way, but. Oh, that's true. But uh, 2020 sort of took the cake in terms of uh, rough fucking years. 
yo, you can't go nowhere and nobody can go anywhere. I think, like, especially towards the beginning of the pandemic, I think a lot of people were like, a lot of people were were talking about how like, uh, like, oh, 2020 is a rough year. But like people had been saying that for 2019 and for 2018 <laughs> and for 2017. And so they had to like add the caveat that like all those previous bad years were not nearly as bad. <laughs> yeah, 2020 was was really a uh, the term I like to use is a cascade fuck up. That's all of the bad decisions. <laughs> I got that from the from Pat from Super Best Friends when he was playing XCOM. And I was like, that makes so much sense. I'm going to steal it. Zach, you're not wrong. Like, I feel like every year for the past five years has just been like, ah, oh, man, Ugh, can't wait to put the nail in this one. Am I right? But I feel like last year was particularly special. Like, I'm not saying this one is going to be like the greatest of all time, but it's going to be better. I, I would but like based, to think. Based, I, I will say, based off the, how this year is starting for me, uh, I don't got good hopes for 2021, but that's on a personal level. I see. Well... Like Drew said, the game industry uh, and, and games in general changed a lot. 2020 really oh, caused yeah. a big shift. I think there was a lot of plans, and we'll we'll talk about this a lot in these predictions, but there were a lot of plans where we thought things were going to happen in 2020 that just due to kind of what all happened, a lot of that got shifted out. Um, mm. And I think because people were stuck inside. I know for myself, I actually had a really hard time remembering, oh, yeah, that did happen in 2020 or something. Oh, wow, yeah. Uh, like, hell, when we were when I was listening to this 2019 episode, it was weird to hear about stuff. I'm like, that sounds so far away, but that was, like, only two years ago. Oh, so wow. It, yeah. it, was, it was very weird. So I, one thing I do want to talk about, like, you talk about, like, changes in the game industry. The biggest one I noticed was uh, with the Overwatch League. Uh-huh. Because the league started in like February, mm-hmm. um, oh, like kind of yeah, 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 like late February 2020, and it was the first year that the Overwatch League was going to be global, like genuinely global, with like different stadiums packed full of people, and like you could go to see the game, and like I was gonna buy tickets with uh with my friend Justin to go see a, a San Francisco shot game in like berkeley like that mm-hmm. was a, that was our plans in march to go do that and did not turn out um as it so happens <laughs> yep and uh, it's just so in, and it's so interesting because the overwatch they literally had to like transform itself into an entirely online league and they had to split themselves hard like really hard between two different divisions like the whole league just like had to like make massive changes in order to make things work for the pandemic yeah. And so that was just one of those massive things that just sticks out to me in terms of games. Wow. You bring up a good point. Like, it's weird thinking back on 2020, especially in games, because, like, a lot of the big, like, milestone things that would happen just, like, either didn't happen in a, in a capacity or they were, like, very changed. Like, I don't think there was an E3 last year. I don't think I. There was I, a digital if it one, was, I think. If it was, it was all digital and it kind of just didn't have the big overwhelming presence because there was just there was so much going on yeah like they were all um they were all online right like they just had to be mm-hmm. and they i remember devolver they did like some kind of like kind of weirdly meta one but mm-hmm. yeah 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 no we just all had to learn how to be on the internet which was was interesting I actually like, i feel like the three of us had a like a leg up in that regard <laughs> <laughs> well that's how that's how shit was in general. And we have a couple of stories maybe we'll go back to. But the big part of it was our predictions and how how we did. 
So like, like I've said a couple times, I have this list. I have not shared it with these guys. These are their genuine opinions on this. So we're just going to get started on this. Oh, I'm ready. Hit me with the first one. Games we were looking forward to in 2020. Zach, you were looking forward to Dreams. Going into 2020, Zach was very excited and was even looking forward to it in 2019. Zach, have you played Dreams? It is out now. Oh, it is? Yeah. Shit. Um, Zach, Dreams has been out for almost a year. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, this is a nice pin in the whole, I forgot shit happened in 2020. Yeah. There was so much going on. Let me get yeah, you a- so I, I kind of missed out on, on Dream. I, I, I do think it's still, it's still actually, I, I thought it was like an open beta still because I remember seeing a bunch of stuff from Dream but I didn't think it was officially out. That that was so, that's my opinion. Like I have seen uh, Dream stuff. I just was like waiting for it till release, which apparently it February February fourteenth. So Valentine's Day, I think. Wow! Holy is fuck! When did dreams, I miss that? You missed that by a lot. By a lot, <laughs> uh, a lot. I I gotta be honest. I was expecting you to be like, oh yeah, I just didn't remember it. Not that. Oh, I thought it was out. Oh no. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I thought dream- it was like in a beta. <laughs> dreams came out. That was Media Molecules. Uh big new game that they they've been working on for a couple years um yeah i, I saw is, some I, really cool like games that people have made like a few months ago it's interesting i think the most exposure i have to it was i watched two of uh, video game donkeys videos on it where he just kind of fucking he fucks around and just watches yeah, yeah some of the videos or stuff in there and it was interesting because i'm like i'm watching it and it was so different than like watching their little big planet one which is you know the tools in those games are really impressive, but they're all like pre-generated things. You're kind of just putting them where you need to be uh, in yeah. like a sandbox area. This was like everything was built from this from the ground up. And it was crazy to see some of the stuff people were building, even if it's like even if everything has a weird like jank element you know, to it. From, no. from, from everything I've seen, Dream isn't so much like a game with editor tools so much as it is a gamified editor tool i think that's i think that's fair like from what i've seen a lot of it is like hey here is a really pared down game engine you could yeah, build stuff yeah. in uh drew did you did you check out dreams at all or I, I remember following it just because you know i i like the idea of it well also i'm not big into those kind of content generation games Mm-hmm. You're, you're not big into the uh, user-generated content yeah kind of games. yeah mostly because you know i i am really impressed by what people can pull off in them i typically mm-hmm. don't i can't force myself to make the incredibly impressive stuff that other people make like my stuff would always be like a couple of square boxes and some funny goofy stuff so the mm-hmm. the game for me just maybe isn't for me um I don't know. I I heard yeah. it came out. I heard it was a thing people were playing. I don't know much beyond it, actually, to be honest with you. I, yeah, I uh, media. Uh, sorry, dreams is a weird one because it looked really cool and it was interesting. I even remember listening to our old episode of Zach talking about it, and it, the way he was talking about it actually got me interested. Of like, oh yeah, that does sound cool. And then I I just remember watching it like, but everything looks kind of off. I, I don't know. I, I, I will say that the from what I have seen of Dream, like it's impressive, but it does look a little weird. Drew? I'm up. This is a combo one for me and you. Oh no. Oh baby, get ready. I'm ready for the combo. In twenty twenty, Adam and Drew speculated that a Metroid Prime switch port would happen. So that didn't happen. Mm, 
I'm really sad about that. I didn't make this prediction, and I'm sad and disappointed by this. I want to buy a Switch. I, I want to buy one, I do. Well, we'll get to Metroid Prime 4 because, you know, we'll, we'll get to that. I have a note here. But we specifically were thinking that perhaps, perhaps, because I think at that time, uh, you know, Metroid Prime 4 had recently restarted development. Uh, it had gotten a bunch of people for retro. We had thought that maybe a Switch port was coming. Mm. And it hasn't. I am and I'm really shocked. sad about that. I'm really shocked by that because... Again, I feel like Metroid is one of their big franchises. They do use it in a lot of promotional material, and yet they're not getting the easy money. They're doing the same thing with Wind Waker. Like, get the easy money and take it and put it on your console, <laughs> and and you'll win. I, I'm confused. Like, the, they, they are working on, like, a latest Metroid game. It's just that that game got, like, stalled out, and they had to switch out the entire studio and start from scratch. Yeah, yeah. Like, and that is, that is true. I guess our our argument was that perhaps in the to fill the void or in the meantime we would get this port. And I still think it'd be worthwhile because I don't think the I think the last time somebody could actually play the Metroid Prime games was um the Nintendo Wii yeah. because they they basically they, all of them came out on sorry, 1 and 2 came out on the GameCube. And the Metroid Prime 3 came out on the Wii, and then they all ported them all into the Wii, I think, using some adjustments from uh, from Metroid Prime 3. And while that's cool and all, it, it strikes me as weird because the Switch has motion controls built in that it feels like it'd be a good port. Now, mm. there are still rumors about this happening, mm. and wow. I feel like the re recently they actually just ported over uh, Legend of Zelda The Skyward Sword, which was a very motion, like Wii Motion uh, Plus heavy game. Mm -hmm. So I'm like thinking, okay, that got ported. Go do Metroid. Go do it. Do you know how many people would buy that? I, Tons. I, I'm going to try to not get excited because <clears throat> just last week I saw fake Bloodborne 2 concept art and it broke my heart. So I'm going to... Oh, yeah. They look really good, right? <laughs> Uh, side tangent, I like you guys watch Va uh, or know Avati Vidya. Yeah, 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 he's great. He put out a he put out a video talking about Bloodborne Two lore, and I'm like, my man, you are hurting real bad recently. <laughs> New Bloodborne. Yeah, I, yeah. I saw that video and said, you know what? I'm not gonna watch this. I don't feel like being nostalgic for this game that I don't think is gonna get a second version anytime soon. Well, you know what's also not getting a new version anytime soon. Mm. It's our next prediction. Okay, what is it? Is it is it a combo prediction again? No, this one's for me, but it okay. could be a little bit of combo. I think somebody else mentions it further down the line. In 2018, in 2019, and 2020, oh dear, Adam got absolutely nothing about Bayonetta three. Oh, oh, how you doing? How you doing, Adam? I hurt. I don't know why. I don't know why they even bothered telling me about this game at this point. <laughs> I, my question is: Has that legitimately been on your list for years? Because I feel like this has come up a lot. This is this is year three. Oh man, I'm really upset. Uh -huh. So, listeners, Bayonetta three is the third game in the Bayonetta series, as you could kind of guess, and they revealed it. I think at one of these big game show things. I think it was actually at the uh, the Game Awards. Actually, that was the same show they announced Joker for 
uh, Smash Bros to give you a time frame. So yeah, that's that's kind of it's been a while, mm. and um, I think that I think it was either way they announced it. Um, and we've kind of just been in like drip feeds of information. Uh, they, uh, Kamiya says, hey, it is still in development. It's still getting worked on. It's going smoothly. And to that, I say, I need to see something. I'm, I'm just kind of annoyed where it's like, man, why did you even show me this thing? <laughs> don't, don't tease me, bro. What you know, it's actually good enough time because I actually haven't played Bayo 2. I played a shit ton of Bayo 1. Um. Mm-hmm. I should pick up Bayo 2 for the for the Switch and play that. Uh so maybe that maybe that's what I'll do. I really hope we see something more for uh for Bayonetta 3. Uh, I'm very excited for that one. I thought there was uh, and like correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought there was an update on that. Something about having to take more time or the like. I I could have sworn it came up in the news. But maybe it was like an I think off story. I think that I think that is what it was. That it, it it's just another one of those like hey it's it's being worked on kind of thing. You know what it is. I think last year a lot of games got delayed, and it might have just been in the queue of games that got delayed. Like I know there was um like Halo Infinite, you know, definitely got pushed mm-hmm. back based off of the reaction, but that might be in our list yeah. anyway. So I will stay quiet. I'm gonna stay quiet yeah. on that. Speaking of people who uh who are waiting on multiple years. The next one is up is Zach. Mm. Zach, uh, it, going into 2019 and going into 2020, our boy Zach here was deeply, deeply looking forward to SMT5, which is still not out yet. <laughs> yeah, not, I, I was looking forward to that game. It did um, not come out in 2020. You know, I, I throw this stuff out there because I'm like, I'd like to see an SMT game. I, I don't think I saw much in the way of rumors about it, but I'm like, yeah, it'd be nice to have another SMT at some point. I think they put out some kind of trailer. They said they were working on it, but they did. As a matter of fact, uh, at least as of this recording, it is scheduled to come out in 2021. The last trailer that came out for it showed off like some story bits and was Very like, good. a hey, it's it's a thing. It's a real boy. Um, okay, that's good. So, so it is coming uh, okay. to tide you over. They did actually release a port of Shin Megami Tensei three. That's Nocturne. Right. Um, yeah. Oh, right. They they ported Nocturne, which and they also included the uh, featuring Dante from Devil May Cry. Oh my uh, God! Yes. And HD, and I was like, God damn it! <laughs> I need this. Oh man, I need to. Uh, it's good dude, to know. I need they to care. get that game on like Steam or something, and then. I, I gotta warn you, that port apparently is not great. Oh, that's fine. Um, I I would call that game uh, stream fodder. Stream fodder, yeah, that makes sense. It uh, yeah, SMT five was another one where like everybody was like not sure what was happening. I think I got Nintendo did this weird thing, and it's weird because Nintendo usually doesn't do this, where they announced a shit ton of games that just didn't show up. Like at all, for a long ass time. Very weird. Yeah, oh, I I sad. I have the feeling that a lot of the Nintendo teams got really delayed by the pandemic. I think so too. It it that's just it that's what feels like what happened at Nintendo. So, uh, the next game was for Adam, and Adam is look. So going into 2020, Adam was looking forward to Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles remastered, and guess what, boys? 
It's actually out. Hooray. The game came out in August 27, 2020. Oh, congratulations. It is, exactly, it is exactly what it says on the tin. And that is both a good and a bad thing. It's just, hey, we released Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicle. Yeehaw. Well, I'm glad one of us got a game. Good job, Adam. Yeah, yeah I think this is work. like one of the only... Uh, I'm going to spoil this right, right now. I think this is one of the only games that we were like looking forward to that actually came out. Most of these are were delayed. There is one that you told us about before the stream. Well, yeah, Dreams came out, but you didn't know that it came out. I didn't know that it came out. So did it even come out? Mm. Who knows? Crystal Chronicles uh, Remastered uh, is an interesting one. I'm actually currently playing through it with a couple of my buddies. Um, I didn't play it when it very first came out because I was looking for a group and I think we were busy. Um, so me and a couple of my friends are playing it. And it's really interesting going back to this game. Um, I, I have a lot more to say about it and I'll save it for like some other format thing. Uh, because I, I do think it's kind of interesting to like dissect like like an older game brought forward into modern time and like how it how it worked and like what it was going for. Uh, but it, it has been fun. I have quite enjoyed it. It's just, like I said, it kind of came warts and all with the remaster. So I'm happy, but on the other hand, couldn't you have, couldn't you have done something about some of these warts? Mm, <laughs> I'm not you, asking for a lot. You're not doing the purest angle. You're not, a, you're not here for the preservation. You just want to remember it like you were a child again. I respect this. I want it. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of how I felt. <laughs> okay. So, the next one is another combo one Ooh. for me and Drew again. Oh yeah, combo. I feel it's, like... Can I can I just uh, say, I feel like you two guys are, like, on such a wavelength with each other sometimes. That is true. Drew and I often like the same things. It is very true. We we like big swords and and explosions, I suppose. I don't know. I don't know. That's true. I don't know, you know where it comes from, but we have the shared the shared likeums. So this was originally a Drew one. But this is here but then I immediately said, Oh yeah, oh yeah. So here's what I have in my notes. Drew and Adam Drew and Adam are idiots and think Metroid Prime 4 is coming out in 2020. Oh. Fools. Everyone, look and point at these fools of men. Did you actually Zach write down, we are idiots? Because I, I, I think you were right to do that. <laughs> I literally put, wrote down, we are idiots. Everybody point and laugh. Good. Zach says it's coming out in 2022. He is a huge asshole for putting that energy out <laughs> in the world. <laughs> Zach, you're going to be right again, and I'm going to be mad at you about it again. <laughs> So, boys, let's talk about Metroid Prime 4. I can't believe I nailed it so good. You're a prophet, Zach. <laughs> uh, we we chatted a bit about this when we were talking about the Metroid Prime Switch port, which is why I didn't, like, dwell on it too long. Um, but what the fuck? Why does it have... Metroid Prime 4 uh, has been delayed. I, there's no sign that it's coming out in 2021. They, they, they had to completely remake the game, dude. I just said, like, ah, that was like... They said that in 2018... Yeah, it'll probably take them four years to make the game, 2022. And that's that's fair. It, it Again, I think we've talked about this before. It was so weird when they actually put that announcement and said, um, we are restarting development of this game. And it was like, oh, that means somebody fucked up. Yeah, that, that was that's massive fuck up territory. But I think even in, my tw in our 2019 one, we made the prediction of like, oh, man, they have to restart and do this. So, yeah, Metroid Prime 4 was not coming out in 2020. Uh, we were fools for thinking it, Drew. 
I like to I like to think at least we were hopeful back then, you know, as dumb oh. and foolish we th we thought it could happen. We believed in the future. So I like that we, at least. We we were looking forward to it. And I I there is a sliver of a thought that we're probably going to get like maybe a trailer for it. I have a distinct I, I feeling. I could see a trailer. Like, I could see something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I'm hoping we at least get a trailer. I'd really like to know what direction they're going with with Metroid Prime 4. Um both in terms of like their gameplay, whether they're going to go back to the first person of Metroid Prime 4, uh, but also of like, where are you putting it in like the story? Because I'm, I'm actually really curious where, you, where they're going to do that. That's probably the more interesting question, just because I, I would be shocked if they went too far away from the Prime formula at this point, because like Other M left such a nasty impression for everyone. Like I'm... I'm just interested to see what the future is for the series at this point. I'm hopeful. I agree, I'm yeah. still hopeful. I'm still really super duper mega hopeful, but I know that hope can hurt me. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it'd be interesting because uh, Metroid Prime 3 was very clearly supposed to be the last one of that Prime series where, you know, because Prime was telling a, a contained storyline. It was all about the phase on stuff. Yeah. And uh, it'd be really awkward to like try to spin that up again because of how it like it wrapped everything up but i'd actually really love it if they followed off after metroid fusion which is canonically the last one because it's like look do new stuff go be bold be daring stop yeah. giving me prequels mm, I, I would be that would be pretty exciting that'd be pretty cool they would have to explain the suit though if they wanted to be authentic about it because the suit changes after fusion i think I'd be that cool with true. it. I'd be cool with it. I'd like it. Okay. So um, at this point in the episode, we we kind of listed off a couple. So we can... I'm going to list them off, but let's kind of jam on some of these and what we think. So in 2020, Zach is looking forward to listed from least to most. So these are all... This next group is all Zach. All Zach all the time. And starting with the one I wanted the least and then... The one, the one you wanted, wanted the least up to the one you wanted the most. And I already okay. told you the one you wanted the most, and I, I still I'm curious how that came up. Yeah. So the game you were interested, um, the first one is Psychonauts 2. Yeah, I I think that came out. Uh Psychonauts 2 has not come out. Oh, okay. Oh, right, yeah, no, no, no. They they re-released Psychonauts for Steam. That was what I was thinking of. Yeah. Does anybody really know about Psychonauts 2? I remember I no it had idea. like an Indiegogo. No, not Indiegogo. Um, You're thinking of Broken Age, I think. Yeah. yeah Broken Age had the Kickstarter. Um, uh, Psy Psychonauts, Psychonauts 2 is just a game, just a regular game. No, no, it wasn't. Psychonauts 2 was kickstarted okay. through Fig, I believe. Oh. That was the one where like if you kick in enough money, you can actually become an investor and will like get returns on it. Hmm. Wow. Hold on. Talk about Psychonauts 2, Drew, while I look this up. <laughs> um, I... Well, I know we have a new trailer for Psychonauts 2, and I know that because it prominently features Jack Black singing a song, and that's really important for you, the listener. I know it's still in production. I I think it's going to be on all consoles, but it, it does look like they're just trying to continue that story. It's not any kind of crazy, like, reimagining or anything, which I think is cool. That is pretty mm -hmm. cool. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty That's pretty cool. Oh, yeah, um, so it, it was through Fig. I have no idea what else Fig has done beyond this this is the first i've even heard of fig yeah i don't even know what fig is i i couldn't tell you but psychonauts 2 know. did get announced um they there is a trailer i think it's coming out soon uh 
Zach, can I ask, did you play Psychonauts 1, or is this more like a, hey, you just, I think it's cool, I hope it does well kind of thing? Uh, Psychonauts 1 is on my I need to play list. Gotcha. I, I, you know, I, I have played the first couple of chapters of Psychonauts 1, but I, I haven't gotten very far in the game. Jerry, did you play that? I feel like that'd be a game to be right up your alley. Uh, I got like midway through it, and it is a super unique, very cool platformer. It's I should finish it. There was it was one of those games where like there's nothing wrong with this, but something happened in life, and now I'm distracted by that instead. But it's super cool. I see. Like I I love yeah. all of what that studio does. It's just you know, my time is limited, mm. and there are always new shiny things to play, like Hades. Oh yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, Psychonauts 2, from what I've seen, of it looks very much like Psychonauts 1, which I guess is if if that's what you wanted, that you were probably going to get exactly that, mm. which is mm-hmm. interesting. But I have to wonder, Psychonauts 1 uh, came out on the PS2. We have had two full... No, sorry. We have had almost... Yeah, two full and starting a new console generation. And I'm just kind of wondering, like, how do you pick up a story like that that many years after... I have no idea. It's often like my fear with continuing franchises. People get older and they drop off the wagon. Like Marvel kind of has the same issue they have to solve, right? They need their story to be something you can jump into at any point while also having all that lore. So I don't know how they're going to deal with two decades worth of time passing. I, I feel like they should deal with it in the same way that Toy Story deals with its story. How do you mean? Well, th- there was a massive gap between Toy Story 2 and Toy Story 3. Oh. And, like actually address the age gap. Yeah, yeah. Directly address the age gap while doing the, the uh, like when you have a big gap in the game, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, or a gap between games. I would, I would really like that. I think that would be very cool to see. But I'm pretty sure they, like in the trailer they have for this game, they just have the kid like a year or two older. Like they're kind of doing the... This yeah, is the new adventure yeah, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I honestly, if Psychonauts Two was like if the main character wasn't at camp anymore, instead he was like an adult doing missions and stuff, that would be a really interesting Psychonauts to me. Man, that sounds like a a really cool Psychonauts. I think they're gonna go for the hey, it's been a couple days because I think he's been like hired by whatever agency is in Psychonauts One. Uh, but we'll see. I I'm curious to see if it comes out. I hope it lives up to everybody's expectations. Um, because you know. Living up to expectations is easy and easily done, as everybody knows. Well, oh, if it's course. not, we can kickstart Zach's version, uh, the Zach cut of what Psychonaut <laughs> 2 should have been. Uh-huh. I-, I will chuck you a oh cool $20, Zach. I expect top-tier results. That's right. Good graphics. Very good okay, graphics. Okay, Zach. Well, you can give it to me in the form of Super Chats. Your next one. Your next okay, yes. uh, looking forward to game a little bit more than Psychonauts 2, mm. was Bravely Default 2. Still so hasn't Bravely, come out. <laughs> I, wrong again. Is it? Did it? Bravely Default 2 didn't come out in 2020. It did come out in February uh, oh, of this damn. year. Oh, damn. Fuck, I missed it. God damn I think it. it uh, last I checked, it was February 26th, 2021. I heard... I, I, I was hearing good things about it. I just didn't know it released in February. Well, you know what probably happened? If I if I had to hazard a guess, uh, let me see this. Bravely Default 2. Yeah, Bravely Default 2, February 26, 2021. I'm trying to make sure it, I wasn't confusing it with Bravely Second, which is a different game. Yeah, I know. Wait, I thought that was the sequel. It is. All right, Drew, let me, let me hit you with some knowledge. I only recently learned this. Let me get my cork board. 
for anybody interested, there's a really good video by Mr. Klemps on YouTube. Mm. Uh, oh, yes, he, Mr. He Klemps. A, where he does a big story review of Bravely Default. And I watched that and I was like, wow, that actually that sounds really cool. But Bravely Default 1 is the first game. And then there's a direct sequel called Bravely Second. Bravely Default 2, I think, is somewhere over yonder. It, like, fucks off and says we're doing our own thing. Yep. It very much is its own game. Guys, I'm confused. <laughs> um, listen, all right? Don't, don't, you know what? Be not confused, Drew. Just nod along and accept that this is what we're saying. <sighs> just watch, just watch the, like, sequel to Bravely Default 2 is gonna be called Bravely Third. Oh. But, uh. Bravely uh, Default 2 second. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no! This is a Square Enix game, right? Uh, yes. Oh, of course. Oh, okay, okay, I think. It's basically a Final <laughs> Fantasy game. Yeah, well, that actually, it was originally based as a spinoff because the original title was Bravely Default, Where the Fairy Flies, and the two Fs in Fairy Flies say, you know, are, are capitalized and have extra embellishment, and it says FF because it's Final Fantasy. Oh my yeah. god, it's so oh my god. Actually, Bravely Default, having watched Mr. Clemson's video, I was like, yo, that's a really good idea for this game. Uh, it sounds dope. I wish it were on the Switch or some other console because I don't want to dig up my 3DS. Yeah. By the way, glad you're following this. you watching Mr. Clemson's videos. Oh, yeah. I, I, I found him through the uh, Super Best Friends, but oh. I, I had never really actually watched his stuff until like recently when I was bored one day. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Mr. Clemson, tell me, tell me what happened in Drakengard, and I watched. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> it's like, all right, this that, makes. So, and I watched the Drakengard one. I haven't watched the Near or Near Automata. I only watched the Drakengard one. So, his so he made his Near one like right before Automata came out, mm-hmm. and it's a really good breakdown of the Near game. Um, <sighs> it, it'll go over the, like the whole story. It'll go over all the extra details. Well, let me give you and, a tangent. As, oh, go finish your thought. And like he did, Dragon, he did all of the Dragon Guard games by review. He did. Uh, let me go onto a tangent and tell you why I haven't watched his Near one, because recently in 2021, Near Replicant came out, and that is a remaster slash HD big ups update to the original Near, uh, which I now have. That's the game that I told you guys oh. I was like contractually obligated to play because my cousin really loves Near. And bought me a PS3 copy, and I said, "Rob, this game plays like poop. It's <laughs> really bad. The FPS does not want to go, and I just don't find it interesting. But the story seems interesting, and you seem interested. So I'll I'll tell you this: if they ever make an update, I'll definitely play it, oh, thinking oh, I was wow. safe. I was not safe because because <laughs> in 2020 they announced near replicant, oh, no. and he was dude. He was super cool. He actually showed up the day it came out and said, "Hey." Hands me a copy of Near Replicant for the PS4. I'm like, now you have no choice. I'm like, damn it. Okay, now, I I believe in that game you play as brother Near and not dad Near. Yes, that is the case. But anywho, I guess I can't ask you, Zach, how Bravely Default 2 is because you haven't played it. I making haven't. this the second game on your list that you didn't know was out. <laughs> I don't can, have a good track record, do I? Can I, I go for a third? Can, can I can I say something in my defense? No. In your defense. I in my Please defense. I was I was moving in February. This is fair. You were moving in February, and as we kind of said, uh 
2020 has a weird habit and it feels like it's still continuing to 2021 where time just doesn't matter no and then i then off wait follow up i moved in in march right like like right at the beginning of march um and then immediately afterwards i had a lot of very important things i needed to do that occupied all of my brain space i no, so i i i only think it's funny (laughs) given the dreams thing it is which um, hey Honestly, we, we might get a hat trick here. I might have three games that I'm just like, oh, I didn't know they came out. Let me tell you, here's the third one, Zach. Oh, no. Were you aware that Deadly Premonition 2 has actually come out? It did? Yes. Oh, right. No, no, no. I know, I know it came out. Oh, thank God. Okay. I know it came out. And the reason why I haven't played it is because apparently it's, it is worse than Deadly Premonition 1 in terms of jank. Oh. I don't okay, know how so- they could have done this, but they did. So on Zach's on Zach's list, he had Deadly Premonition two, and listeners may re- remember that Zach had an interest in playing Deadly Premonition one, but couldn't because it just it refused to be played. It just broke down all the time. So he was it looking cra- forward no, to it, two. Here's here's what happened: is that I got to like one of the early game <laughs> boss fights mm-hmm. in Deadly Premonition one, and I would complete the boss fight, and the game would crash, and. I tried it like four or five times, and it just kept crashing at the same spot. Like I said, refused <laughs> to be played. So it was fucking uh, cursed. I I do want to go back and play through it, but I, I just have to find a way to make that game work. Well, if you're ever interested, Deadly Premonition Two did come out. It came out July 10th, 2020. It is pretty interesting. Oh. I I have heard it's like it's exactly what people would expect from a Deadly Premonition game. It's another sweary game, of course. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yes, it actually pretty famously or infamously, I guess, would be the better word. Uh, when it came out, the FPS was so bad that um, he had to put out a public statement saying, "Like, I'm really sorry. This is really upsetting, and we're gonna try to fix it." And I think there have been a number of patches okay. to address it. I think it's in a better state now. It's uh, it's just regular broken and not unplayable broken. Yeah, yeah. Now it's just regular jank, not broken jank. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Then, then, I, you know, I'll probably try to, I'll, I'll probably go out and pick it up or, or give it a try. Okay. Like, the main thing I was waiting for is I assumed it was going to happen with, like, most of those older games where they just come out and nothing happens. And then you have to wait for the modders to come in and go fix it. So I'm like, I'll just wait a year or two. Well, that's very difficult because I think it's on the Switch. Oh, no. Okay, and Zach, uh, and this is, uh, I'm going to skip one of yours and we're going to come back to that because they're in, Okay, we'll uh, it's actually a combo one with me, so we're gonna go. We're gonna do that later. Oh, baby! Uh, skipping that one, your actual most, <laughs> your most looking forward to a game. I think you told me what this one is. Tales of Arise, which is Boy. not out yet, but it has a release date of September tenth, twenty twenty one. Zach, tell me, are you still looking forward to Tales of Arise? So you told me about this before we recorded, and. I believe my reaction to you was, I was anticipating that. Can I tell you, when uh, listening to the, the 2019 episode going into 2020, um, you said this and then immediately followed up with, I've never played a Tales game before. Uh, uh, yeah. And Drew, Drew kind of well, lost I, his that's shit because he was like, hey man, why aren't you playing Tales of Symphonia? Symphonia I, is really good. Symphonia is very good. That is, That is absolutely... I lied to you because oh. I have played Tales of Symphonia. I knew it. Oh I, my God. I knew Tales it. Of Symphonia. I had a vague memory of playing it at your house. Oh it was like, was it a dream? What is this? No, th- yeah. He must. 
He must have a horrible known. fever dream. <laughs> no, I I played Tales of Symphonia up until like the Wind Temple, about where you get uh, when you start interacting with the ninja character in Tales of Symphonia. Oh, you know what? That's what it is. Oh, you never got okay. the disc two, which is yeah, I never got the disc two where the twist happens. So okay. Oh man. Okay, okay so I need to play okay. through that and get to the twist. I but, mean, it's like ten yeah. years old. Like I I could. Oh, and I just. I just remembered this. Here's the other reason why I don't want to play Deadly Premonition. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Is because getting my com- getting my controller set up for that game is a goddamn nightmare. Uh, yes, this makes sense. That, oh, oh my fucking god. That, no, most of the time I just plug in my controller and it works. With that, you have to like download a specific like controller plugin mm. that only works with that game and will mess you up for all your other games. And I'm just like, why? Why? <laughs> and um, i've heard it's not super I, I hot on it. console but yeah, yeah uh listeners if you've ever wanted to oh, we should i wish we, i knew which episode it was that zach gave us the entire breakdown of him trying to st- stream deadly premonition yeah. it was a saga <laughs> it was every a day was hey adam i'm gonna stream deadly premonition okay zach you only stream for 10 minutes yeah the fucking thing's broken the game's broken. No, the first time I streamed, I streamed for like an hour, and I had a friend of mine, uh, uh, a friend of mine, Nova, was like on with me the entire time, and she was trying to help me troubleshoot this fucking game just to oh, get it to oh work. God. It, it was a joy, but it was utter jank, and I just couldn't find it playable. Anyways, you know, getting, back, getting back to the regular thing, it was just something I remembered. That was so you were interested in Tales of Arise, um, and it recently had a trailer. It had a. It is coming out. It does look pretty. I don't really know uh, if you're. I don't. Okay. Can I just say interested at all? Don't know why I was excited for Tales of Arise, other than it was an open world game. Maybe, but I don't even remember that. I, I'm looking at this game now, and I'm like, this game looks like very generic to me. I don't know what it is. You know what? You know what this was? This was that like right swipe on a dating app, and then you get the match. Like, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, Zach, you were striking out big time with your predictions. Yeah, because... just massive strikeouts all the way. And not even that they didn't actually hit. You just didn't know they were there. Yeah. <laughs> I was so, swinging in uh, the dark. Next one is Adam. Uh, I went next. So going into 20... So at the at the very beginning of 2020, look, well, the whole year looking forward, what was Adam excited about? This is a repeat. The first game I listed, uh, and mine were in no particular order. The first one I listed was Bayonetta three, to which I have this note: Does this game even exist? Mm, not yet. And we already t- and we already talked about answer that. Answer no. So, the answer is Working no. Working on it. Uh, the next the next one I had is FF seven. Uh, oh, sorry, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles remake, and I already talked about that. And the next one actually was Final Fantasy seven remake. This is the one, Zach, that you and I had a combo with. This was your second most anticipated. This was oh, one of my yeah. most, This is one of my more anticipated. And it came out April 10th, 2020. Uh and I quite liked it. I've I really enjoyed that remake. Uh I am I played a ton of it on my PS4. I am looking forward to the uh I guess there's like a big PS5 update. And DLC expansion that is coming out called uh, FF7 Remake Intergrade, because we can't just name things normal at Square Enix. We have to fucking do. Can't do it. Can never um, do normal names. Uh, but yeah, did either of you guys play it? I did not. 
I did not. Can I confess something to you, Adam? What's up, Zach? When it came out, I was it was the beginning of the pandemic. I was trying to save money. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I have to hold off on this until I stabilize my finances. Uh, and by the time I had stabilized those finances, I had mostly forgotten and also just kind of was like, I'll buy it later. I'll buy it later. I'll buy it later. Let me let me just say, uh, I I personally really liked remake. I think there was so mm. much cool stuff they did with it. Um, I love the, but and I'll I'll talk about that more in a second. One thing I will say is how it's how crazy it came out. It was a real boy. You could play it on a game. There was there was our boy Clued Strife. Clued Strife is real. Mm-hmm. Look at him in his HD glory, and look, Ooh. there's Sephiroth. Ooh, they're not they're not so keen on each other. No, no. Um, and then it was just kind of done. It it came out in April. It came out to big critical success. It it I know it did really well, and I really liked it. But it didn't actually have the uh kind of post launch support that I really thought it would. Now, granted, uh, I think late last year or early this year they did announce um. Integrade, which is mm-hmm. it's a PS it's a uh, PS5 port of the PS4 game or more like a big upgrade where they've like redone a bunch of textures there's some quality of life stuff and the big thing is a new uh story expansion with uh with some of the characters in there and that's really cool it's just weird to me how far apart that came out because Zach one thing Zach said that I thought was interesting is the game came out and then it was gone mm. and it was like that was a long time to wait for this game to come out, be a fucking crazy success. You I know, think the I thing actually, was, is it just did well that it was like, okay, we well, don't have to worry about this. We good. So I, I'm I'm actually of the opinion that it it's actually a little refreshing because it takes on kind of like that older like game release scheduling mm-hmm. um, where it's kind of like you just release the game and let it be and and you work on like the next big thing and it's like a nice big meaty expansion to to add more detail to add more story Mm -hmm. to add more you're super right you're you're super right i think that was i think that's the best way to do it um because i I was surprised there wasn't like a bunch of dlc things but i also didn't want that i like that the next thing is a big meaty expansion like you said um to drew i will say this uh, it is still well worth playing the original one with with remake because I will tell you remake is I don't think the shot for shot like setup that people thought it was, and that's especially true of some of the of some of the stuff that happens later in the game. I'm not going to spoil it uh, because I do think it's worth playing. Mm-hmm. Oh, for I, sure. But for sure. and you and I can talk about this outside the podcast because maybe that might get, pique your interest. But uh, FF Seven remake was very cool and I liked it a lot. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to playing it again on hard mode and platinum that shit. I, I am super curious to see just how far off the rails this game, like future versions and expansions are going to be. <sighs> Bro, it could. All right. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you the best example of this I can, and then we'll move on. It's like you're on a roller coaster. You know, if the roller coaster was the FF7, the original FF7's plot line. Yeah, yeah. Now, the first part of it's pretty bumpy. Like, it's going new places. It's not bad, but it's like, whoa, I didn't know I needed this stuff. And whoa, this is cool. And then you're about to drop down the first drop. And then you notice that the rails don't look like they used to. 
That drop we had back there, that was safe. This is weird what's about to happen now. And then the game says, and we're done. You wait for number two. I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Motherfucker. That's what I'm saying. It's like like new future expansions. I'm I'm excited to see just how far off the rails they go. Yeah. So that was FF7 Remake. Uh, I liked it a lot. Um, I'm going to skip this next one because I do think this one's worth doubling back for all of us. I'll skip oh, you know uh, to what? the next one. I, I, I have a final thing I want to add to this. Go for it. Bring on Yoko Taro as a writer. No, this is getting weird enough. I guarantee <laughs> you he it would just get weirder. <laughs> I don't even know if you'd want to work on that, but like, I, I'm just saying, like, if you're going to go off the rails, you might as well go full bore. <laughs> well, this actually is a perfect segue into my, into the next prediction, Zach. It's oh about boy. writers and what the hell are they thinking? But more importantly, where the hell are they? My next prediction that this game would come out in 2020 was Elden Ring. Ah. Oh, no Elden Ring for you. Elden Ring has not had an update in, I think, like 600 days. Uh, I have no idea what's happening with it. Um, I think the most we got was some supposed leaked footage from a early beta build of the game. And guess what? Oh, my God. It looks like Dark Souls. To, to the point where surprising. I almost rolled my eyes like out of my head of like, I can't fucking believe it's just going to be Dark Souls 3 again. <laughs> yeah, that would be really frustrating. <laughs> I, uh, I can't... F- I can't fucking believe we waited all this time and you just sold me Dark Souls 3 a third time, you son of a bitch. Yeah, I think I think this game I think this game probably ran into issues. I I think this game uh, my suspicion is that they tried to pack a lot more explicit story into this game whereas before they were able to kind of get away with not ha- not throwing in too many details, right? <clears throat> mm-hmm. But now you have like, you know, but the, like the the world and the mythology and the premise has already been written down by George R. R. Martin. I think he's already mm-hmm. done his work for the game. Like he's he's not doing anything for it anymore. Um, or like if he is, he's adding like smaller details. He's already done like like I said, he's already done the bulk of the writing work. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think this game might just be way more packed with story. I think so too. I I really don't know. Uh, I know I pretty much stopped following this game after a while. I, I like, yeah, I just didn't care. Um, I, I, I was, feel like when they release a trailer, then I'll be excited. But before that point, I I'm just gonna ignore it. Yeah, and I think you mean like the one like a trailer more than the teaser of "Hey, it's a thing" trailer. Yeah, like, I want to see it. Um. Okay. So next one of mine uh was No More Heroes three. I was really looking forward to No More Heroes three in 2020. It did not come out in 2020. Um. It did. Here, oh, there's the thing, though. It didn't come out in 2020. It has a release window for 2021. But more importantly, um, to my great surprise, No More Heroes 1 and 2 actually got Nintendo Switch ports. And both oh, of those right. came yeah, out October yeah. 28th, 2020. Oh. Um, I lost. I screamed so damn loud when I found that out. Because he screamed, ice cream. <laughs> he screamed for ice cream. That's right. I, I screamed. And then I got, and then I was like very excited because I was eating ice cream. And No More Heroes one and two were ported. Oh, you had a really good day. Um, oh my, yeah, that dude, I, like I had a day. It was pretty crazy, and like everybody gave me high fives. Oh wow! Uh, but no joke, one and two are really cool. And it was it was a bummer because I was thinking like, uh, I I loved one, two was cool, but I couldn't play it because my Nintendo Wii was acting up. That that phrase never 
doesn't sound stupid. <laughs> yeah, that is that is usually pretty bad. So No Mercy Zero Three is coming out, and now it I they've like shown off some trailers. It looks really cool. Uh, that's all I'm gonna say because I I've kind of purposely kept myself in the dark. Well, at least at least it looks like it's coming. It, it looks like it's gonna happen though, right? Like it's real. Yeah, it's a real boy, and it is it is showing up eventually. Uh, speaking of real mm. boys, uh, I forgot I mentioned this one. This is kind of what Zach said. Of I knew this game came out. I just didn't realize I had said it. Uh, Resident Evil 3 Remake. I was interested in seeing that because of the great success they had with Resident Evil 2 Remake. And that oh, game is yeah. out. That game came out April 3rd, 2020. Yeah. Um, did either of you guys play that? I... I, I heard about it and I saw it, but my impression was just like, it came out, it's about as good as Resident Evil 2 Remake, but not much else. Well, I don't think you're that into Resident Evil to begin with. I'm not, um, overall. Well, I was just, I was gauging the room, like seeing like oh, yeah. my feeds and stuff and things like that. I, I think the main thing was Resident Evil 2 came out and was such a stellar remake of Resident Evil 2. The people had a lot of high hopes for Resident Evil 3. And it's not that Resident Evil 3 Remake is bad. It's apparently, from from what I've kind of gleaned from people, kind of like you said, reading the room, um, it, it took out a pretty big chunk of the main scenario for some reason to, like, reorganize things. Um, and people are kind of like, RE3 Remake is very short. And that extra chunk could have actually added a lot to the playtime because it's not bad, but you can beat it way too quickly. Ah, um, I see. So it was interesting. Um, I don't really have much to say on it. I didn't play it. I I really like the Resident Evil. I, I want to play it someday. I have I am like an outside observer of the Resident Evil franchise because I played four, five, and six, but I never actually played any of the old tank control ones. So I keep meaning to go play like two and three remake because they're you know all pretty and new and don't have tank controls and i still want to play seven and resident evil eight just came out so maybe yeah. one day i'll get on that i like that they have the re-releases like it seems i like that they're not like you know kind of hd like slightly prettied up re-releases like re remake two and three like they clearly put a lot of effort into those games mm-hmm. oh yeah they, they are big up remakes that is not the same game and then the last one I had, um, and I have this note, is jokes on you, Adam, you big dum-dum. <laughs> Somebody stupidly thought Breath of the Wild 2 would show up in 2020. Oh, what a hopeful prediction. I'm not going to say who it was, but you can guess. All right, real talk. Nintendo, what the fuck? St- why did you announce all these games and then do nothing? I really want Breath of the Wild 2. I desperately want to see what it is. And the, you know what gets me? The last big Nintendo Direct they had, Eiji Aonuma, like the main producer of the Zelda series, comes out and he's like, Hi, I bet you thought seeing me here, you'd hear something about Breath of the Wild 2. Aww. I'm sorry to disappoint, but there's no update. And oh, I almost that's... turned the stream off. <laughs> oh my that's god, so mean. tragic. I was like... and then, Because well, then they were like, Hey guys, uh, instead, here's Skyward Sword. Uh, on the Switch, I'm like, all right, thanks, but that's not Breath of the Wild 2. And it's not Wind Waker. <laughs> oh, I don't know why they don't port Wind Waker to the Switch. Maybe because they just Wind re- Waker. They, they just ported it to the to the Wii U, but like, guys, oh. nobody's going out to buy a Wii U. I know, nobody's buying it. I'm not going to go buy a Wii U. Uh, 
I want to believe the rumor that they are putting together a Zelda 35th anniversary collection thing like they did for Mario. Um, because I will buy that in a heartbeat. Cool. Oh, yeah. That... On, uh, but we'll see. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But that was me. I left out one from both mine and Zach's because we're going to talk about it with Drew. Oh, my. Oh, my. Well, at least... At least we're all aligned. Hit me with it, Adam. I'm gonna hit you. I'm gonna hit you in a second. I'm gonna hit you with this one first because you said it as your prediction, mm-hmm. and I thought, oh yeah, that makes sense. In 2022, Drew is looking forward to a little game called Hades, and Hades came out in 2020. Oh my yes, god! It is okay. Can I just say that this is like the one game that like we were like that one of us was anticipating, and we we like all played and we all really enjoyed. I know we talk about a lot about this. We fucking even did a pre 1.0 podcast episode about how cool it is. But I just have to say, oh yeah, Hades is fantastic. Everybody go play it. We're not sponsored, but we, I wish we were. <laughs> I want to shake the the devs' hands, and well, not right, not in this circumstance. Not right now. It's pandemic time. Listen, listen. After pandemic time, I want to shake their hands. Drew, yes. This was your big prediction. I know we've talked about this. Maybe you, maybe you feel like you've talked enough about it. But this was your big prediction of twenty going into twenty twenty. You were predicting that it would come out. Mm-hmm. How does it feel to be so right while others are so wrong? It feels great to be right, and it's really nice to have been kind of watching a game for so long, see it come out, and see it come out, and just like do so well. Like it looks like it got a lot of really good press. It looks like the word got out. It seems to have won a bunch of awards, and that's always good for Super Giant, who always do awesome work. I'm actually trying to go through Pyre right now, and it's like... Oh, dude, you're playing Pyre? Yeah, I figured I should like finish the set. It's the one from them I haven't quite gotten all the way through, and so... Can I just say, I think... I feel like the story in Pyre is, like, one of my favorite stories of any Supergiant It's game. really interesting. Like, I, I really like the balance they did with it Hades. Is. Like, it's such a cool twist on the mythology, and I love the little tweaks they do, mm-hmm. but... Pyre is just unique. Like I've not played anything like it in a while. Yeah, it's so so the gameplay is super unique. The way they kind of want you to play the game is so interesting. Like they run into some issues with Pyre. I'm just like a whole diversion of a Pyre. But uh they they run into some issues where it's like you want to win every game you play, but like it's not like when you lose you have to reset. It's like the game moves on even if you fail. Mhm. It's such yeah. By the way, so if you lose a match in Pyre, the the story continues anyways. See that, that that's good to know actually. So is it kind of like it expects you to fail, or is it more of a because um, I've only I've only like had like a few fights so far. I I can't really yeah. I don't think I fully understand the system. It's just a very cool world. You know the whole like you've been rejected yeah. and must prove yourself, and you can read and no one else can. It's it's very fun. Yeah. So I I, I liked all those aspects. Like, the world they built was really good. I, I liked the characters that they put in. And overall, the feeling you get at, by the end of it, you'll you'll probably really enjoy it. But yeah, no. You could lose every every single match you have from near here until the end of the game, and you will still get an ending. And that ending will still be pretty good. Huh. See, now I'm even more excited to play yeah. it. Awesome. Yeah, yeah so to win or lose, like, like you're going to get a good story out of this game. Oh, great. So, guys... On this prediction of Hades, go play Pyre. <laughs> go play yeah. Pyre because you probably already <laughs> played Hades because everyone did because it was great. Mic drop. So, Drew, mm-hmm. here is your next big prediction. Drew was very excited, but he had a choice 
He had to make a decision, oh, no. Drew did. He had to decide. Heaven or yeah. hell. <laughs> Duel one. So Drew was very excited for Guilty Gear Strive, which, even though it hasn't come out, it's coming out June 11th, 2021. And if you act right now, it has an open beta. But because this episode will be out before after the beta, this is pointless. Indeed. Though I did get a chance to dip into the earlier betas. And that game is fun, and it is very pretty, and I... Let's talk about Guilty Gear Strive. Let's talk oh about Guilty Gear Strive. Yeah. We've we've entered fight game mode. <laughs> it's a new world for me. Like, I'm, I'm not a fighting game kind of guy, but, like, Strive just has so much style, and... God, like I've been listening to the soundtrack. Yep, it, it yep. Just, it's a, it's great. Oh God, Strive is probably the best one to get into. Um, and I say that because not just because it's the new one, it's because we we've probably mentioned this before. But when they were talking about Guilty Gear Strive, uh, Daisuke Ishiwatari, the the guy who's kind of the creative figurehead of the game of the series, really wanted to have everybody sit down and completely rethink what it is to be a Guilty Gear game. And everybody was worried, like, oh, they're going to dumb it down. Oh, they're going to do all this stuff. And having now played Guilty Gear Strive, it is amazing how they were able to take all these really core mechanics and core elements of what makes a Guilty Gear game. And they did simplify them down to to the point where kind of people are, it's easier for people to get into. There's, It's not dumbed down. Uh, there is probably a more streamlining of stuff What uh, where there used to be some, like, a lot of, big mechanics a lot of that's been streamlined down but it, it's so cool mm. i, I want i really want to hear what you're thinking so far about the game having played a bit oh, of it sure let's see like i don't have the context for like the previous guilty gear games right like i've i played a little bit of xr at like people's houses and like that's kind of what got me interested in it like realizing oh this is a 3d game and they're just doing awesome cool shader stuff awesome so when i play strive i don't have that baggage I just have this incredibly slick, fun fighting game where I can be a giant tank man, I can be a guy with a bag hat, I can be dude who punches real good, and it just, you know, it's... I'm gonna have fun with it, you know, I'm ready for it to come out. I guess I, I jumped into it very naively, and I just got really lucky, because it seems like it's just turning out really well. Whereas I know fighting mm -hmm. games can kind of go all over the place depending on what you care about. And it just seems like, aside from some really weird lobby stuff that they have, it's a really well put together game and I want to play it now. Let me let me tell you, Strive is kind of amazing in how well it's going. And I think one of the main things that is making it work so well is actually something that I think is probably a bit of a byproduct of the whole COVID 2020 thing really um how do you, how do you so mean? because so it, so I, i'm trying to i'm trying to formulate my thought so everybody in 2020 was pretty much quarantined and isolated true. from each other you, you you couldn't be in big groups so the best way to play games with people was to do online and that meant if you wanted to play a fighting game you had to play online in net net play um Drew, you probably don't know this because uh, you're kind of getting into it, but net play in fighting games has been a big thing for a while mm. because traditionally it's not good. And that's really shocking to people because some of the biggest fighting games are coming out of Japan 
and they don't seem to really have the mindset of like we want people to be playing on net play because a lot of it is arcade play mm-hmm. like it's just local and that they do the net play stuff they of course they want to have good net play but they don't put as much effort into it or they aren't using the technologies that could be better applied to it so one thing guilty gear strive is doing that is probably helping it so much more than anything else is arxis the people who are making the game are using a uh, rollback net code, mm. which is a big, big thing for fighting game net, uh, net play because of how smooth it feels. It doesn't eat your inputs. In fact, if it notices any delay, it'll roll back and it will know like, okay, we saw this thing. We're going to roll back a couple frames where you were doing this and we're going to sync up here because we know this is where it is. So everything feels so smooth, so fresh. It's, it's so good to play a really good net like on really good net code and i think that's going to help strive a ton like just it, the fact that you can play it and people aren't slogging through bad net code means you drew could probably still get matches way after this now the only question i have is what platform are you getting it on Ooh, uh thanks for sneaking in the platform question at the end i i'm gonna aim for pc just because it's where my head's been going oh. I, it's being released on pc yes I, i'm hoping Yes, it it is being released on PC, and I'm actually glad you said that because me and a bunch of my friends are getting it on PC. Fantastic. Uh, it it is on consoles. I don't think there's crossplay with consoles. Mm, which I will. Is kind of a I bummer. Will, can I can I just say that your guys' excitement for this game makes me want to buy it? <sighs> this is the same thing. This is the effect Drew and I have, mm. where we are so excited about like DMC five that Zach says maybe I'll try it out. And now we're about to sell them on Guilty. Adam, you I mean, have... to be fair, I didn't actually get DMC5. Oh, damn it, I was so going to we'll ask see. if you had. I was going to ask if you secretly had gotten it and hated it and couldn't tell us. <laughs> that's that's what's going to end well, this I, podcast. Wait, Zach is going to get it and be like, guys, DMC5 it. is not good. And we're going to be like, I guess we have to kill him. <laughs> Zach, you were saying? Can I, can I just say, if I had gotten DMC5 and I had secretly hated it, I would just tell you I hadn't gotten it, right? I feel like you would have like a well a well formulated reason for why we were wrong, and you would probably just tell us that our lives were lies, yeah. and, and 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 we would and we Drew, respond accordingly. We we would answer okay. his well formulated arguments with belligerent beatings because he is wrong. Yes, yeah. yes, exactly. <laughs> well, it's a good thing neither of you know where I live. Ah, uh, damn, damn it, Zach! That's when you bought the game. It came with your console. Actually, I I have told I <laughs> I have told uh I have told Drew where my condo is, where where the complex is, but I don't think I told him exactly. All right, well we'll figure out how to do this later. So yes, Guilty Gear Strive, very excited. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a weird one, and I'm not really sure what's going to happen on this. Okay, well let's see. Drew, you were very excited about Vampire: The Masquerade's sequel. Uh... Dog, I was excited about that. You were, actually. I think you chimed in. So this is a combo one. I tried looking up what happened in this game because I, I try to have some bit of reference for when I bring up these games. What happened here? My understanding ah. is I, not, not the same as the cyberpunk situation, but effectively the cyberpunk situation happened and it looks like maybe uh bloodlines 2 was not as far along as it was supposed to be and i Uh think they're they're just trying to be more vocal about that and trying to be more like we're not coming out for a while than 
maybe they had been previously based off of all the negative backlash from another prominent game based off of tabletop that had a lot of hype that did not quite turn out as people had expected. That's my take. That's what I know. Was this was this sequel canceled? Was it canceled? I thought it was just no. pushed back. Yeah, uh, I thought Vampire, it was back. Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2 publisher removes Seattle Hard Suits Labs as... De- oh, uh, while it has not been canceled, work on it will be continued by a unspecified third party. Oh. So apparently this game went through the same thing that Metroid Prime 4 did where they gave it to somebody, said, make video game, and they came back and said, this is not video game. You have made the bad thing. Go find somebody else to give it to. That's what it was. I thought it was canceled, but no. Uh, I see. I see. A- apologies. I was just thinking something Something bad happened with that game. Something went amiss. Well, that's not, that's not great. Yeah. <laughs> it's unfortunate because it looks really interesting, um, but you know. Yeah. So, Drew, you actually bring us to the last one. And I figured we I'd save this to the end because it'd be worth talking a bit about. Mm. Uh, this was on zach's list this was on my list this was on drew's list uh in going into 2020 all three of us uh were pretty excited for cyberpunk 2077 it was oh uh, yeah it was a big to do about it. It, it like the way the big marketing push oh, yeah. all of like the big thing oh, yeah. things they had shown for the game and cyberpunk 2077 is out boys it is out it is released can i get a hell yeah Mm, hell yeah so this is where i put my note of cyberpunk 2077 is out look at it go (laughs) going for the quadruple axle twist with the ultimate and it's landed on its face and its nose is bleeding and cd project red is nowhere to be seen Uh, yeah yeah Um, that's i i saw that release and went I'm not buying this. So, yeah, um, do we uh, do we want to go over just like the timeline of all that? Because it, it wasn't just that it got I don't released. Fucking... It, it like got released and it was broken on consoles and there was the whole refund thing going on, if you remember. We we can we can talk a bit oh, about yeah. this. It, it's interesting because I, I don't have a full timeline. I mean, that's fair. For this. I just know bits of it. Uh, so let's talk about the day, the first day of release. Mm-hmm. How did it release? Broken? If the words poorly yeah broken poorly um not running well crashes bugs it uh self-destruction seven out of ten seven out of (laughs) ten i'd buy three copies of it right now actually fun fun story for christmas uh actually uh for christmas slash my birthday uh my 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 birthday lands right around christmas time so sometimes my parents are not sure what to get me because there's big two big holidays kind of right there, two big gift periods. So sometimes I get one or the other. So I was like, I can't wait. I'm going to buy Cyberpunk and I can't wait. It's going to be so fun. And my parents said, no, Adam, do not buy Cyberpunk because maybe we're getting it for you for Christmas. Mm. I'm like, okay. And so I sat and waited and eventually on Christmas I got the gift card to to buy it on Steam. Um, I have not redeemed that gift card because Cyberpunk came out on the 10th, 15 days before Christmas, and I said, that game is broken. <laughs> that is not the game I thought I was expecting. Um, yeah, it, it it's interesting. Like like Drew said, it, there's so much to talk about and like, de- de- like unpack with it, but it didn't come out well. It was kind of broken. It um, 
I think it, is it still de it's not listed on the stores on the the console stores I is think it? it has now and I think that's because they had a console specific patch to make it playable yeah like I know there's been a lot well, of sort of cleanup work in the aftermath like they've been trying to like cover their butt legally because yeah. there was some 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 point where it was like you have just released something that is incomplete this is just a flat-out lie to the consumer but i i think they wriggled yeah. away from that i i just know there was a lot of back and forth going on with it oh I'm yeah because it it came out and they were marketing it as this big thing and it comes out and then it it doesn't do well uh so there well, was a bunch wait a of second they uh -huh. marketed it as a big thing and it was indeed a big thing yeah, yeah. true i don't think i, I it just it, not in the way they were expecting. The monkey's paw. Oh, uh, all th all three, <laughs> all three aspects on the claw. What happens now? Damn, this monkey, this monkey is running out of fingers. <laughs> Indeed. But I'll try to summarize a bit, a, a bit of this, and, and you guys jump in with anything you guys feel relevant. Of course. Uh, so it it is marketed mm -hmm. as as a big open world RPG, and it is a big open world RPG. Um, it just. When it launched, there were so many bugs, so many crashes, so many issues that people that a lot of people weren't able to play on it, and especially true of consoles. Uh, it is kind of weird because it is very clearly a game that was built for PC, and uh, then when it when it came out, it just didn't work on any of the consoles that were available at the time, like the PS4. Uh, sorry, the PS4 Pro and the Xbox. Uh, not Series X because that's the new one. The Xbox One X, like the two souped-up versions, did okay to not great, and the base versions of those consoles did awful. Mm. And I think, as Drew said, that's what their poor performance caused them to get kicked off the store where you couldn't buy them. Uh, yep. Drew is right. I think there is now, since its release, and we're recording this on in May of 2021, there have been two big updates to improve the stability and the, and really they're only they're only stability and gameplay ones of like let's fix it so it doesn't crash so it doesn't break and they're trying to beef up the performance on the base consoles um i want to talk about this for a second because i thought this was really funny please and we may have talked about this beforehand uh one of the things they were talking about is how there's a ps5 and an xbox series x version coming out right, right? And that, that's not out yet. That's coming down the line. I don't know how they're going to sell those having the big release, uh, initial release be that bad. Um, yeah, I have no idea. But th they were talking about, oh, we were looking forward. We were trying to be forward thinking and we were planning for the next gen consoles and we weren't really worried about uh, previous gen consoles. To which I think, motherfuckers, you announced this game before the PS4 was even released. How did how is the PS4 and the Xbox One old gen when those should have been your targets? You know, it, it's like you announce this at the tail yeah. end of the PS3. Era. Not sure if I think it's not um, sure if they're being fully honest with us there. I, I honestly I think what it is is that they're going to release for whatever the newest console is and whatever is before that is old gen. And, and I, like and so priorities change just the minute a new console comes out. I, or it becomes available. I think that's true. I think I think Zach's right. As soon as the new consoles got announced, that was a thing. I just think it's weird to go out and say kind of deal. Which, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think it's just... it. What it is is that like a lot of marketing speak comes from the top. If you had asked the devs who were working on it, I think they were 
they were like, well, they told us to prioritize the PS5 and the PS5 became like an available thing to work on. And yeah. So prioritize that instead of working on the PS4 version. I, this is, this was like a PR clusterfuck, if I'm honest. There's, oh yeah. I'm having trouble getting to it because there's just so much. Uh, listeners, we, if you want like a really good concise one, um, there's a channel called Matthew McMuscles who does a, a video series called What Happened? And he did one of Cyberpunk 2077. And it actually does a really good job of kind of going into a bit more of what of like what actually happened on the development and marketing side. Um, I'll just say for myself, I was really disappointed that this game released in such a kind of busted state. And from what I've heard is kind of weird. At the same time, I have a lot of friends that say it's actually really good. Um, and I, I'm sure it is really good. I just didn't want to play it when it was like falling to pieces, you know? That's fair. It makes perfect sense. Uh, I I don't know. I don't know if you guys have changed your opinions on it or if it was like my my brother, my brother picked it up and, you know, he kind of showed it to me and it was kind of glitchy. You know, I, I think the Internet thing happened of on the one hand, you have people that are very, you know, fanatic about the game you know it's from cg project red it has a lot of hype around it and i think there might have been a lot of very aggressive defending and i think on the flip there might have been a lot of aggressive look at this thing it's bad and ugly let's make fun of it my brother you know he enjoyed the game while also saying yeah it wasn't done like his thoughts were "Mm, not out of the cooker maybe take some cash off the final price but he had a good time with it yeah i i think for me that's kind of where i'm at where it felt like people couldn't have a rational discussion about that game uh because like from what i've heard it like yeah it seems like it is really fun but like you can't ignore the fact that there are like a lot of problems with it yeah i i think that's what Um, bothered me is like i kept seeing really extreme like cases being made for no it's actually super great don't believe the haters and oh this is illegal she's cd project red has done something terrible and you know, I I saw video, I saw the horrible glitches and bugs. Looks bad. Not going to pick it up. Yeah. Doesn't look great. Again, like the the actual thing that happened was like they released a broken yeah. game. And that's just kind of it. Like that's I, I don't know what else to say. Like they released a game that was buggy and broken. Well, I, it mm-hmm. it might I bet it was a very I bet you know, I bet it is a very good game once you get rid of all those damn bugs. But like that's what they released, and that's just the case of it. I, I, I don't know. Like, all that argument online, it just seems... It, it seems like... It seems like factionalism for its own sake, where, like, you needed to pick a side or something. Like, it's a really simple matter here. I, they I, did not I release a finished Zach. game. I, I, I agree with Zach 100%. I, like I said, it was just weird that, like, it felt like nobody could have a rational conversation about it. And what was the word used? Factionalism? Yeah, it's factionalism for his own sake, or tribalism yeah, for its own sake. Tri- tribalism is, is probably more is the word. I, it's I probably an thinking. actual word. I don't think factionalism is a word. I make <laughs> up words sometimes. Hello, everyone. My name is Zach. I make up words. Zach, you copyright that shit. That's going to be used in a newspaper one day. Oh no. There really ain't much to say. I was just disappointed uh, to see it come out that way, and I'll prob I probably will play it eventually. I would just like to see what other updates they do, but. This leads us into uh, one other thing we can talk about. Oh, by the way, that was the end of our predictions. Oh, Uh, that that, I saved Cyberpunk for the last one because I knew that was going to be the one of 
we actually spent multiple years being really stoked about that game yeah. and the fact that it came out and like crashed and burned it was like well you damn. know I, I think that's what it is is like it's not so much just like oh a game came out and it was bad it's a game came out after years of promising to be so goddamn cool and to be like a statement and to have all this interesting world building and you didn't get it and i think that's just how mm. you react to that is probably why the internet got so angry for a hot minute on top of everything else yeah i i think that's fair we have I have a few quick little jotted down things that like struck out to me in 2020. We can go over real yeah. quick. I think it'll be quick because we're we're at the hour and a half mark. At the oh moment. shoot, are we? Okay, let's go. Yeah, these these uh, episodes go pretty smoothly because there's a lot to chit chit chat about. Uh, okay, I put a note down here of one of Zach's previous uh, predictions. Hi. It uh, this was going into. 20, I think this is coming out of 2019. Uh, going into 2019, Zach was very excited for Anthem. He had was pretty interested in it. And I think it was because it was a big Bioware world building, look cool multiplayer thing. Um, it did not launch well. In fact, I think it had... I was <laughs> hoping like, it would go good. It did not go good. Now, the quote I have here from Zach says, uh, I think Anthem's got a couple good years of updates. Well, Zach... In 2020, Anthem is totes dead. And I don't mean like, oh, it's in maintenance mode. I mean like it's dead. I know. There is no uh, oh, proper God. development on that, it. That game, I feel like that game could have been good, but I think it got reworked like three or four times during development. And, and just, listen, yeah, man, that it, thing walked out the door and fell on its face. Do you think? Do you think it has a spot next to Cyberpunk? Of hey, I'm ready to go, and just falls out, bam, on the pavement. No, actually, okay. Cyberpunk feels like it needed polish. It desperately needed polish. Uh, I don't think Anthem needed polish. I think Anthem just fundamentally was just bad. I on see. Release. To, to go for the analogy, Cyberpunk at least has its clothes on. It needs to fix its outfit, but it's got its clothes on. Anthem needs to put pants on. I. <laughs> I guess we could go with that. Um, <laughs> I would say that I would say more cyberpunk is is a a is a is a is a man without clothes on. Mm-hmm. Um, and whereas anthem is. anthem is whereas anthem is like a a beast from Bloodborne <laughs> that is definitely wearing clothes on. Uh, oh i see it's very polished but it shouldn't be out the door <laughs> it's, yeah, exactly i really like that idea this game needs polish but could have been released that game is polished but probably shouldn't have been <laughs> shouldn't have been no because there's fundamental game flaws and like oh, i know honestly i think like publisher meddling had something to do with it because like a lot of the core flaws are like just things designed to get you to grind like crazy on this game yeah, it was a weird one, but uh, yeah, development for that is, is Dunsky's. Um, my next bullet point here was Animal Crossing New Horizons comes out and helps everybody cope in a year of isolation. Yeah. And I thought that was actually a very good feel-good story because I remember when Animal Crossing New Horizons came out, that was like, uh, that was the new socializing. That's it, what people needed. You know, I I did not... I didn't socialize with a lot of people playing Animal Crossing, or at least I tr I tried to, but it never really worked really? out. 
I used it a lot as like a game to kind of wake me up in the morning. Mm-hmm. Is that like in the morning, I I would use it to go do all the daily tasks and to collect a bunch of fossils. God, I remember collecting like every fossil every morning. <laughs> um, and just like, oh, I've got new villagers. Oh, I've got this. And oh, well, let me let me try to rework this town and do all this stuff. Like, I think it was just something to kind of occupy my brain space in the morning. Mm-hmm. Well, let me rephrase. I don't necessarily mean strictly like, hey, we're all in right. this and playing it. I think when it came out, it was kind of the 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 society's focal point for a little bit. Yeah, just to kind of like I, get I away from everything. And everybody was talking about it. everybody's having fun playing it. And whether you're still playing it or not, it can't be underestimated how much I think that game really helped people in a time where people really needed something to like be happy about. Yeah, definitely. Um, Oh, I have yeah. some personal kind of quibbles with it because I think like it, it kind of loses a bit of its luster after a while, a lot quicker than some of the other games have, but I'm mm-hmm. not going to sit here and say it's a bad game. It was very fun to play while it, while it was. I, yeah. I, I definitely agree with that. I just saw all my friends with switches having a really good time with it. And I was really happy that they had it. And, and Drew was thinking, boy, I'd have fun with it. And looks at the empty spot where Metroid prime four would That's be right. God damn it. That's right. <laughs> I was I was just about to say something like that. <laughs> Drew's that Drew's that guy. What what is that gift from? He's like the captain looking out the window, looking <laughs> at everybody playing on their switches, and over in the corner is an empty chair that says for Metroid Prime 4. <laughs> it's all right. One day one day it'll happen. One day it'll happen. Oh my god. Um, it'll be yeah, and it'll be in 2022. Yeah, yeah, Zach's gonna be oh, running again. What an asshole putting that energy out in the world. Can I can I just can I just say of all of us who made predictions and all of us who were excited about things I'm pretty sure like none of us are winners but I think Drew got the closest to being a winner. Oh Drew got Drew is definitely like doing better here um because Hades did come did, out did. Cyberpunk did come out Guilty Gear is about to come yes. out and Vampire the Masquerade is on indefinite hiatus. Yeah like <laughs> oh and, and all- Metroid Prime 4 and Metroid Prime Switch port. What else did he fuck oh, up on? I think listen, that's it. I'm I'm looking at I'm looking at two duds, one unrealistic expectation, and three hits. That's pretty good to me. You know me. what? I'll take it. I'll take that as an overall okay. It's a passing grade. How did I do? I did. All right, Bayo didn't happen. Remake did. Crystal Chronicles did. Cyberpunk did. Elden Ring did not. Nor uh, No More Heroes did. Resident Evil Three did. Breath of the Wild Two did not. Actually, we didn't I do half bad. Did, now that I'm pretty I, well. Now that well, I'm looking no, you, at it, you go you go to my list and see what happened. All right, everybody but Zach did pretty good. <laughs> Admittedly, a couple of the ones that I was predicting and excited about did come out. I just forgot about them. Did they even come out at we, all? Yeah, then? exactly. Which is just sort of a tragedy of its own. Fellas, we're we're hitting we're hitting the time. one. Uh, it's already hour thirty. Do we do we, we think we're we're pretty done with our predictions, or is there any last things that people really want to get off their chest as like a hey, this is something that I thought was going to happen in twenty twenty that just didn't. Can I can I talk about something that did happen that I didn't think would happen? You may. I got really into Gotcha Games. Yeah, I I noticed that. I've noticed that actually leads us into a really good thing. Tell us more about your Gotcha things. Okay, so. I mean, I, I don't want to spend too much time on it because we could probably spend like a full episode talking about like fucking Ark Knights or something. But uh, 
uh, I, I started playing a lot of gotcha games. So I played Genshin Impact. Um, I played Arknights. I still play Arknights. And I, I played uh, Final Fantasy Brave Exvius War of the Visions or something like that. It is. No, you got it. You got it right. I got it right. Oh, thank goodness. Can I ask you, are you still playing that? Uh, I dropped Genshin, actually. (gasps) And I dropped. Oh, my God. I got really into Genshin. It was really fun. Um, But the game gets very repetitive at Endgame. Well, Um, I was more asking, did you drop Brave Exvius War of the Visions? I recently uninstalled it because. I've talked about and I've talked about this with you, Adam, before. Um, War Brave Exvius is uh, a bit much. The game that I would like to call uh, the UI is a bit much, but you can get over that. The problem is it's not so much a game you play. Oh yeah, that that too. The game it's, is very. It's a tactics game where you never actually you you do the mission once. On auto deploy, which means you're not controlling your units because you're so overscaled for everything in the game, you don't have to play it. So I'm going to tell you a fun story. Um, the day you sent me that message of, hey, Adam, have you ever played this game? Was the day after I had tried getting into that game and then uninstalled it because fuck all of that noise. Yeah, so, so what the game became really um, was hey can you max out all of these characters and my and i got some friends who convinced me to start playing it during the anniversary event where the grind was kind of gone so to say because they were just throwing shitloads of resources all the time at you um and so i i just got a bunch of like really cool characters and that's i think that's the real reason i hung Mm -hmm. on to that game for as long as i did and i just kind of uh you know, after a while, I was just like, I I don't know. I, I'm not as into this. And then, like, the Near Automata event came out, and I'm like, well, okay, I have to do this. And so I got 2B. <laughs> I got a really high – I got her leveled up to a pretty significant extent, though, not not very good. Um, not, like, to top tier or anything. And I was just like, okay, I'm done. And I then had my uninstalled fun. it. Yeah, I had my fun. Uh I, I, every time I look at the game, I love the character design in the game, or, or like, oh yeah, I really like the artwork is really cool. Um, I think I think like a tactics game would be really fun and fits really well for for like especially for like the gotcha game there. And it's just I never actually played the fucking game. Yeah, I. What a weird problem. There gotcha was games no have. game. <laughs> I and I so, don't know why I really like, like the okay. idea of like. This is a really great game. I wish I could play it. Yeah. This seems like a really cool game. I'd love to play this game. Um, so, like, with Genshin, you can play the game. In Arknights, you play the game. Like, even in Arknights, like, the only time you're not playing the game in Arknights is after you've already three-starred a mission. Like, like it you, you do auto-deploys, but only after you've already beaten it. And you will frequently go back and redo auto-deploys to get better efficiency or to do it better or to, you know, for those reasons, right? So, like, you can play Arknights. It's a game you can play. Um, War of the Visions has this issue. It You don't play the game. The game is pressing buttons. No, Zach. You don't play the game. The game plays this is the uh, dark future that we are heading to in 2021, ladies and gentlemen. The darkest timeline. Yeah. Where video games 
are played for you. I can't wait for Devil May Cry 6 where I can put it on auto and just see Dante go do a triple S rank combo. Oh, oh my god. That sounds so oh. depressing. There's Listen, no we'll style. be geriatric and old in the year 2021. There's no style in that, oh, Adam. Sure. No There's style no heaven, no hell. Just hell and more hell. <laughs> oh no, it's hell in hell mode. Fuck. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, no, that's that's kind of where I'm at. And, and just to, to roll it into the thing... If you're if you people weren't aware, um, back in like December, mm-hmm. uh, like late December, I did this during my my uh, winter break. I, I did like a winter vacation from work, and I uh, otherwise known as a just regular vacation. I don't a staycation. Know. It was a staycation, yeah. But I decided to during that period uh, stream, and I streamed Genshin Impact. Um, specifically, I wanted to test to see how money impacts play and things like that, and. I think the results of that experiment are going to be a future episode of this podcast. I don't want to give too many details away, but I did that. It was pretty cool, and I plan on streaming in the future. Yeah. Um, I, I I got a little bogged down by moving and other things, but I think I, I'm going to try streaming on Mondays and maybe Fridays. Awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. And and try well, to do that going forward. Awesome. So we've been thinking about doing this podcast a bit more but we're gonna try a couple more we wanted to try to shake things up and see how we can do our edit our kind of format a bit differently uh so zach gave a pretty good example of a future episode we think we were gonna try um most of the time we have picked a topic and then all three of us kind of just chit chat about it and do it and i think we're there'll still be room for those kind of episodes but we're gonna try a new format where um i think we called it more of a lecture style one where one of us will have kind of a centralized thing that we are more presenting to both the other two and you, the audience member, um, where we're, you know, a lot of this is a bit more off the cuff. This is a bit more, Hey, we've had time to kind of look through it and kind of collect our thoughts a bit more, uh, of what we want to do. So as a good example, Zach, uh, thought maybe, Hey, I'll show or share my findings for his, uh, Genshin impact streams about how money, uh, impacts that <laughs> how it genshin impacts uh, that <laughs> if you don't uh, make that joke in your episode you're dead to me uh, uh, i'm sure oh, you'll make it for me yeah i know but this is kind of a, one of the new format things we're going to try out uh going forward so we hope you are excited about that because i think we're pretty excited about that the i am kind of try something I, new. i'm super excited to play around with the format and get into all kinds of trouble uh, yeah. Anything? Uh, anything else, guys? I think I'm done. I, I think I've said all I need to say. Fuck 2020. I mean, you have, but uh, someone hasn't. And um, mm. it would be nice. It'd be nice to learn a thing or two before we head on to the next one. You know what I think? I think it's time for a lesson of the day. Hey, everybody! Today's lesson: when you're planning on presenting information it's helpful to use a tool like powerpoint and that's the lesson of the day thanks everybody thank you zach thanks zach gosh and don't worry it's audience members that part will always stay Mm, some things just can't go away all right audience thanks for coming back with us happy 2021 hope it's a good one As you heard earlier, we are going to be doing some fun format-changing episodes, so be on the lookout for that. If you want to give us suggestions on 
things that you would like to see in future formats or just want to leave a comment or find out what's going on with us, you can always reach us on Twitter, Facebook, or at teamnitwick at gmail.com. That's team, N-I-T-W-I-C at gmail.com. Oh my God, I did it right. We are we are surviving, my friends. Hell yeah. <laughs> I can't believe it. We are pro podcast. Still got the old magic. All right. Let's get out of here before we <laughs> screw it up. All right. Bye, guys. Have a great one. See you in the next Bye. one. Bye. Bye.